Summer, the best time of year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. There's no place to escape to. This is the last talk. On the left. (laughs) That's when the cannibalism started. Nose hairs are good at telling the weather. <laughs> That's actually a fact. What? Yes. I don't know. I feel like some I guy with immensely you. long nose hairs told you a fucking lie. Absolutely not. I think some guy with immensely long nose hairs Mm-mm. was just trying to find some way to desperately fit into society. <laughs> because technically, we should be shunned. <laughs> I'm very good at weather predicting. There you go, yeah. Marcus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I've always said that about Marcus. <laughs> All right, can we start the show? <laughs> yes. All right, welcome to the last podcast on the left, everyone. I am Ben Kissel, joined in the studio by Marcus Parks, and in Toronto, Henry Zabrowski is there all naked. No, I'm <laughs> Ben Kissel. Oh, I'm you are? It up. I'm Ben Kissel. Uh-huh. Oh, I love when you introduce us on the show, Ben Kissel. I'm That's Ben the- Kissel. <laughs> that wouldn't be what I say, though. <laughs> it wouldn't be? I've got long pants on because I've got big legs. Mm-hmm. I'm Ben Kissel. I'm Ben Kissel. My <laughs> hands are too big for gloves, so I have to wrap sheets around them in the wintertime. <laughs> well, that, that, that does sound kind of cozy. Sheets for gloves. Sheets for gloves. Yeah. That ben sounds... Sheets for Gloves Kissel. Mm, that would be a better nickname than I've had my whole life. Which is? Oh, you know. House for feet. <laughs> it's really sad. And house for feet, Kissel. Mm, yeah, classic. I can see how that probably came about for when you were terrorizing small villages mm-hmm. and you got one of their huts stuck on one of your huge toes. Yep. Then they laughed and laughed at me and I said, I'm done killing. I'm going to become an entertainer. <laughs> It'll be great. Well, speaking of entertaining... The month of October is upon us. Thank you, Satan, for your pumpkin spice things. Thank you, Satan, Mm. for your many black cat things. (laughs) I'm going to give pumpkin spice to a different deity, though. I don't know which one yet, but I'll figure it out. Yeah, Yeah, like Lord Fartimus. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I hate pumpkin spice things. Why? That is the only October thing I do not like. I hate pumpkin spice things. All right. Well, whatever. The thing we do love is pasta, and we specifically love it when we get it from listeners, and we mostly love it when it's super creepy, and today we're doing creepy listener pasta. 
We actually got some very creepy submissions from some people yeah. out there, and I think I think we're getting better. I think that what we're going to do with last podcast on the left is we've said this before. Creepypasta at this point in time truly sucks balls, and let's take it back. Let's take it back and make it better. This is you the, guys Al- are the first yeah. start. This is our Alamo. We lo- <laughs> we lost the battle. We're going to take yes. it back. Today is our Goliad. <laughs> okay. Or possibly our San Jacinto. Oh. Or, if you will, San Jacinto. Oh. Mm-hmm. And I will. Is yes. that when you guys realize, hi, you know, we can reload these guns? <laughs> no, that's when we figured out that you can slaughter Mexicans during their afternoon siesta. Uh-oh. That's a true story. That's how Texas won its independence. We that killed the entire army while they slept. It's why our economy is doing better than the Spanish, too. The Spain, the Spaniards, they're always sleeping. <laughs> I'm going to put it this way. Okay, if, if your society has a preordained nap <laughs> built into it. I love it. You are going to be vulnerable to attack. <laughs> yeah. Because you're not like Germans. You know, Kissel, you mm. never sleep. Never. And you raise your children using a harsh, like, mixture of, of a direct attack form right. disappointment. Well, you know? it's, it's creative discipline. Oh, my God. Let's get to a listener pasta. Ooh. Okay. Now, before we get into this listener pasta, we're going to start how we always start. I, I just wanted. Wherever you are right now, first thing I want you to do is take off your shoes. Get them feet out. You know, really enjoy yourself. All right? Then just open up the flyer pants. Hopefully, you're not wearing any underwear. And not in public. Again. (laughs) Wherever you are. Well. (laughs) Listening to this podcast. I don't care if you're in the middle of a run. I want you to take off your fucking shirt and whatever. If you're a man or a woman, take off your bra. And then I want you to just roll up. Mm. I got this stuff right now called God Kush, right? That's just fucking thick. It's like dense nooks, very hairy on them. Mm. I want you to get some of them tarantula eggs. I want you to get your fanciest knife. I want you to chop it up on a chopping board where you'd normally chop up your basil or your your parsley, right? Yeah. Chop it up on that. Just get a fucking piece of parchment paper from your grandfather's will and roll it up in that and fucking dupe it down until you're not a person anymore and be ready to get fucking creepy pasted until you got shit in your pants. Or just vaporize. Just vape it too. You could vape. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So, Henry, you're starting off, huh? Yes. So this is a story from JJ Hug. What does that say? What kind of last name's Hug? I love it, though. J.J. Hug. J.J. Hug. You think it's a real last name? I don't know. I hope it is. Yeah. Yo, yo, J.J. Hug. I do not kiss. I only hug. <laughs> Come close to my chest. I like to... I heard a 20-second J.J. Hug. Mm. Makes endorphins release. <laughs> you know, if you if you hug somebody in bed, it's called cuddling. <laughs> that is that that's is an true. isolating sentence. Uh-huh. You shouldn't just say that normally. No, that's, that's, that's the, the... What's the difference between cuddling and hugging? Opener? Is that your opener when you start talking to a woman? No, 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 no. He's a huge, huge man. Mm-hmm. No, He's just coming up to you and saying, you know, when you hug in bed, it's called cuddling. Well, mm-hmm. you gotta man. go. <laughs> I've got house for feet. I don't know if you can tell. No. I'm I got little to- people running up and down my legs because they're scared of me. They think I'm a giant tree. JJ Hugs story. I have basically a ghost story that is juxtaposed by a personal human horror that was going on at the same time. The first eight years of my life, 
I lived in a room that was haunted, and the haunting was localized to my closet. The figure I saw on more than one occasion looked like an old shirtless man whose face had been deformed by burns. He would talk to me at night, and on more than one occasion attempted to get me close to the closet. If I walked by the closet sometimes, he would try to reach out and grab me. As soon as I was able, I would run from my bed, past the closet, and into the kitchen any time I left my room. It was always cold in my room. In the middle of summer in Massachusetts, you would sweat in every other room in the house, but rarely ever in mine, which would have been awesome if it weren't for the freak that liked to whisper uncomfortable things to me. Mm. Kissel, you remember that from your home life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, my dad, yeah. <laughs> While that was going on around the age of six, my family began to be stalked by a mental patient. He would come by our house and unlock all of our windows just to let us know he'd been there. We had these sliding windows, and when we came home, he would have taken the windows out and replaced them so they were all were tilted in their frames. At night, he would open my windows and talk to me. I was very scared of him. I would steal knives and sleep with them under my pillow at night, as well as hide them around my room so I could get to them. My parents' testimony and our idea of him put him away for a long time. We certainly never saw him again. So I was terrified to be in my house as a child due to the ghost in my room, and terrified to go outside, because that was where the dark man lived that would open my windows at night. Kind of got racist towards the end there. <laughs> got a little bit. Yeah, I did get it. No, no, d- you, what you didn't convey is the dark man was in quotes. I mean, I, I think the creepiest person in this story is the kid hiding knives all over his house. <laughs> All over his room. If I'm his parents, I mean, they probably they probably sent us another creepypasta about a terrifying son they had. <laughs> My son kept taking all the knives. We tried to eat steak, and the son would just go, I don't know where the knives are! Mm. You know, it's just like, well, you know, we, we knew he was lying because um, he'd have knives sticking out of his pants pockets. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so this next story is from Ariana. Didn't get the last name. This is from Ariana. Granda. Granda. <laughs> yes. This is who it is, Ariana Grande. Yeah. You uh, heard Ari- Ariana Grande was a big listener of the show. She loves it. <laughs> she does. I'm going to give you a shout out, Ariana. Pop them tops off. Enjoy yourself. Live your life, girl. <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> when I met my biological grandmother, I was about four years old. She had a painting that she made herself hanging proudly on her living room wall. The subject matter was a sweet, smiling, very realistic little blonde girl. Nobody told me who the girl was, and I wasn't interested in knowing because I was terrified of her. I avoided the living room like the plague. I always felt like she was actually watching me, and I swear I could see her eyes move to follow me across the room, like one of those cliché haunted house movies. I wouldn't be able to enter the room without crying and screaming, and I had to go in there in order to get to the front door. Later on, when I was older, I was finally told who the subject of the painting was. It was John Benet Ramsey. (laughs) Furthermore, my grandmother used to dress me up with heavy makeup and take elaborate photo sessions of me, nothing sexual, Just not exactly appropriate for a kid. My parents were weirded out by the pictures, and I was recently told they suspected my grandma of secretly sending my pictures to child pageants. Ooh. This is my problem, is that if I were to have a oil painting of John Bonet Ramsey in my home. That you made yourself. Yes. I would be taken away by the feds, correct? 
No, you can paint any pictures of uh, John Bonet Ramsey that you want. Really? Yeah, you're fine. You're an well, artist. What if I did John Bonet Ramsey as Princess Leia slave bikini? Totally fine. Yeah, technically, you're I think protected so. under the First Amendment. Yeah, man, I love this country. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, don't do that in Toronto. They'll make you prime minister. <laughs> <laughs> That's about fucking. Ooh, the reptiles! I met one. I met a congressman, like one of their, one of their parliament, whatever the, those fucking. Whatever they are. Parliament, I don't know what yeah. this country has. What do they got? All Prime right? ministers and parliament over there, right? Yeah. They've, think they've got a parliament. Yeah. I don't know. I saw one, and she looks like a rancid old bitch. And I just wanted to – I almost just hit her with a fucking trash can. I wanted to pick up a trash can and throw at her. She was shaking hands in the in the, uh, in the the street. But what I did was I got back at the fucking reptiles. I said she took a bunch of pictures with people, and I photobombed them throwing up the fucking goats. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, Henry. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Woo, hail Satan. Politics are local. You are crushing it. Yeah. <laughs> but don't throw, you can't throw a garbage can at a reptilian. They love trash. <laughs> Thank you. Nah, yes. Nah, he must vote for me. Yes. Yes, you will vote for me, even though, I mean, technically we are far to technically superior race to all of you and could come and just take over. But I will disguise myself as a politician and go through the grassroots campaign it takes to elect Olivia Chow to whatever position is. I'm not really. Is this a parliament? Mm -hmm. How do parliaments work? <laughs> Municipal yeah. government is the true path of change. Ah, yes, Clash. <laughs> you know, just because they're reptilians doesn't mean they don't love democracy. I will fix the potholes, yeah. and also I will make a soup of women's tears. Clash. <laughs> All right, so this. Uh, let's see. We got one here. It's for me. Yeah, and it's by this guy Richard Osmond. This is this is just gold. Um. <laughs> So every Saturday, uh, this nice guy, he would take, uh, you know, every Saturday, the nice man next door takes my daughter to the playground down the street where I used to play as a child. So he used to go to this playground as a kid, so he remembers it. And then he's like, oh, we'll bond. My daughter will go to the same playground and we'll continue the legacy, the Osmond legacy. Right. We gave you the short ones on purpose. Yeah. Well, I did. I got one long one in the uh, towards the end here. This Saturday, <laughs> he didn't show up, so I decided to take her myself, like a you know, good dad, finally, yeah. yeah. Uh, only to find it had been demolished ten years ago. Where was he taking her? <laughs> so the guy, the guy, the guy let his daughter go with the next door neighbor to the playground, and then the, uh, the guy probably had a stroke or something, couldn't pick her up one day. And the guy's like, "I'll be a good father, take her to the playground." It had been demolished ten years ago. Where has he been taking her? Where has he been taking her? <laughs> so that's my question. Because that's the thing is, I normally just let a dude yeah. that I'm only associated by address with. To just take my fresh young daughter. Oh, yeah. Look what happened when Albert Fish did it. You just always give your young daughter to your neighbor. I will tell this. At least he ate her succulent young ass. (laughs) Deeply covered in spices. You know what I mean? Mm Because at least he could have just killed her and raped her and left her in a gutter. Yeah, but he he almost did something worse, though. Mm. I mean, he did have a time. He doesn't know where he was taking her, though. Where do you think he was taking her, Ben? The guy with the playground? Mm Mm-hmm. Is there a Blimpies around? <laughs> Maybe a Wendy's, a Whataburger? He's probably taking her to the archery the, like arena so that she'd become new Katniss Everwurst. What's her name? Katniss, Ner- Katniss Nurseybirds. I don't know. I don't Kat- read those fucking... But the Hunger Games, oh, right? Yeah, I don't know. 
I just remember J Law's boobs. Mm-hmm. That was from a leak that she, <laughs> she, her phone was hacked. Yeah, that was a 4chan thing. Yeah, mm. that's why you don't put nothing in the cloud. Nothing. Nothing in the cloud. Mm-hmm. That's what I say. All right. Except, like you know, I keep putting them out in the cloud, but they don't show up anywhere. <laughs> no takers. No, no takers. No takers. Sometimes the cloud rains down naked pictures of J Law's titties. <laughs> Sometimes the cloud rains down naked pictures of B Arthur. <laughs> oh man, I wish the Golden Girls had the cloud back then. She had a thing I'd like to call long belly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's read this next tale of woe and horror. <laughs> oh, the flutter of bats. That's the flutter of your tits. The flutter of bats. No, that is that is boob. Yep. <laughs> That's kind of kind of sound like bats. It does kind of sound like bat flutters, yeah. yeah. I'm just that's my new bat flutters. <laughs> so a man named Mario Grillo wrote a poem about uh, witnessing a UFO, which is very interesting because he says it's a true story, but he wrote it in poem form, and I really appreciate this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so this is the name of his poem on witnessing a low flying triangular unidentified flying object in the Hudson Valley, 1985. Also. A B-side of a Rush album. Yeah. <laughs> Gives a lot of way there in the title. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Bump, da, bump, da, bump. Relax, dear reader, and this truth behold. I saw a flying saucer, more of a triangle be told. Twas the summer of 85, and I worked at a camp, strolling across a lush field with not the light of a lamp. I wasn't alone. There were two right beside me. We three sought this light clear at the top of an oak tree. One red light moving so slow, in the darkened sky, and remarkably low. We stopped, we stared, we smiled uneasy, and when the one light broke, we all became queasy. For right in front of three pairs of eyes, six ocular orbs, no reason for lies. There was no explanation, as much as we tried, as we watched the red light split into five. All floated together, as slow as a turtle. Our minds tried to leap this unfathomable hurdle. First, moving slowly, but not very high, an aircraft is heavy. It should have fell from the sky. We watched and we shivered. We shivered, we did, feeling like dumbbells or lucky or kids. What we saw wasn't miles up in the air. These were not tiny stars twinkling, quote-unquote, up there. They were five perfect lights in a triangle formation. Filling our souls with fright and elation. They made little sound, perhaps a low hum. I wish you were there, because I know this sounds dumb. But as we stood there excited, watching the craft, I opened my mouth and began to laugh. <laughs> we realized right then that what we were seeing was a real UFO, yet had no thought of fleeing. Neither we nor the craft foretook its sweet time hardly high overhead, slowly sailing sublime. The rate of its movement was way too darn slow to keep it aloft, and yet we watched it go. Slowly but surely, these five bright red lights passed over the treetops and into the night. So let's just go back to drinking the Keystone Light, and uh, I guess then... (laughs) 
you know, I don't, so, uh, so we're going to go back to blowing each other. Or what? Yeah. We're out in the woods to suck and fuck each other away from our wives. Oh uh, no, but did anyone see the lights in the sky? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But also, you know, anybody see this fucking, there's a worm I got coming out of my fucking overalls, you know? Oh, I think it's nice. I think it'll be nice for the three of us to fucking crawl over each other like a bunch of snakes. Yeah. Oh, no. It is time for me to pin a missive about our experiences. Okay, I guess I'll just jerk it to this fucking mailbox. <laughs> yes, yeah. I must away. Back to our hut. <laughs> Guy's got the car. <laughs> oh, I'm playing birdie and the worm in the woods, and then you see a UFO. It's an exciting weekend, wherever they're from. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text and that helps you save time i know i'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with horse picks now part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents accounts now so what i've done to do is like so while i'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse picks over various country borders. I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says here I have to talk about something I need to get off my chest, and I guess I can share it here. I, I eat mayonnaise for fun. It's a hobby of mine, and it's an addiction. And it's a daily weight on my life. How much I need whipped egg whites and oil crammed into my veins. As soon as I wake up, and a lot of people carry around a lot of different stressors, big and small. Some people are presidents. Some people are soldiers. Some people have to eat mayonnaise, especially with hard-boiled eggs, which is what I eat for lunch. But I guess I should share that in therapy. Because therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And what I do is I just add eggs if I have mayonnaise left over. I just continue to add the eggs. But if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I hope they can help me. My God. I hope they can help me. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LastPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash LastPod. Hey! 
Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. That's one of my favorite things about it. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. Now, personally, I'm in the middle of re-landscaping my yard. I like to do it myself because I called up a landscaper to see how much it costs and it was absolutely insane. Plus, I love dirt. I love getting my hands in the dirt and I love planting things myself. And Fast Growing Trees has given me some wonderful plants that I can use. Like I got this uh, Texas sage, it's purple. I've dug up a whole bunch of horrible bushes and shrubs up in front of my window and in front of my house and put some purple Texas sage up there and it's going to thrive and it's going to look real good. Now I don't even have to go to a nursery to buy it. It came to my house. Now, this spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEFT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code LEFT at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code LEFT. Offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Here's the next one. This is by Derek Lindgren. When I was about four years old, when I was living in California, my family lived on the second floor of an apartment building. One night, while we were sleeping, my ma heard our hamsters squealing in the living room. When she went out to see what the hell they were freaking out about, there was a man on our deck with tools to break open the sliding glass window. She freaked out and ran to get my dad's sawed-off shotgun in the closet because he was overseas at the time. But before she got the gun, she picked me up and put me in the dirty laundry basket and put dirty clothes on top of me. By the time she got back to the living room, the man was inside the house, and he was unzipping a large duffel bag that he had brought with him. My mom pulled the shotgun on him and told him not to fucking move, or else she would blow his brains out. While doing this, she also called 911. In a few minutes, she had the cops at the apartment. She let them in, and they arrested the guy... And apparently he literally shit his pants when my mom pulled the gun on him. And in the bag, they found duct tape, rope, skinning knives, and other torture implements. I mean, he thought he was going to be the multitasker. <laughs> but then she was the multitasker, got the shotgun, got the gun, opened in the door. This, this mom was on fire. She was like a Hindu goddess. She must have had eight arms or something. Also... They had guard hamsters. <laughs> well, you don't know what's what's the be- what's the best to protect each person's home is individual choice for them. Yeah, I've never heard of a hamster making any noise whatsoever, except for when my sister and I found one of our guinea pigs growing up dying. Yeah, yeah, wee wee, and it's like, wee 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 wee. <laughs> they don't make noise. They don't like see things and make noises. That's very strange. I don't know what they. Tra- I don't know how they train those hamsters to protect the family. Henry, remind us one more time what happened when your uh, guinea pigs died. So my sister and I heard the. We heard the, in the middle of the night. We were up in the middle of the night and we heard the guinea pigs making this <laughs> noise, and we walked over to it. And the guinea pig was laying on its back, just going like, 
it's like body fucking shaking real hard. It was obese. And it was obese. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But it had led to guinea pigs are supposed to live for like three years because they're fucking toupees with a heartbeat. And they're just supposed to die. They're just supposed to be food for other animals. Yeah. Like that's all there. They're bait. And this one lived to like seven on I don't know how it lived. And yeah. it just sat there. And so basically what happened is what I think the, the what the doctor said is that it's it's its throat turned to liquid shit. Like it just died. It just fucking died hardcore. Official diagnosis. Yes. Mrs. Browski. So, yes. But it was in the middle of the night. And so me and Jackie were both like, we're not waking up, Mom. No. You know what? We're going to let her sleep. And we'll, we'll deal with this tomorrow. So we let the thing die, I guess. We didn't really know. We went to sleep. But I woke up in the morning to my door swinging open. And my mom walking in with the dead guinea pig in her hands, going, Henry Thomas, his body's so cold. He's so cold. Which is horrifying. Mm-hmm. She did the same thing when my fucking grandfather died. Yeah. I think she's going to um, do the same thing when you die, too. Oh, his body's so cold. And then I had to go out and I had to dig a grave for it. Oh. Like I was Igor. <laughs> I was sent out to, to the fucking backyard to dig a grave for it. And my mom wrapped it in fucking tinfoil like a burrito. And then we threw it in the gar- We threw it in a hole. And, and my father's just sitting there. He's like, your mother woke us all up to have a fucking funeral for the guinea pig. I can't believe it was still alive. I forgot it was alive. <laughs> oh. Man, that's kind of fun. It's like a Hawaiian barbecue, right? That's where they do the tinfoil thing, and they bury it under a little bit of ground, and the sun oh, cooked it up. I love that story. Yeah. <laughs> I love that Mrs. Zabrowski just got everything fat. Like, everything that she like knew and loved, she's like, I will make it fat, and uh, it will make it mine. She would, nothing would please my mom more is if I died by eating by 37. <laughs> She would just love it. She she was viscerally mad that I lost weight. Yeah. She was like legitimately she's just she's just like, Oh, you think oh so oh so you're skinny now, huh? So you're just not gonna eat the meatloaf, huh? That's what we're gonna do. You're not gonna eat the things I made for love, for the love out of you. What I did to support you all my life. And I was like, You made me three hundred and twenty pounds. Yeah. Well, you're gaining it all back, so don't even. She'll be happy next year. No, she don't know because I'm fucking riddled with muscle. Because it's even, it's almost getting hard for me to make my bat flutters. No, not even like close to difficult. <laughs> it looks like it's extremely easy. <laughs> this oh, one. Can you hear the children of the night? Mm. <laughs> I'm a whole Halloween soundtrack. Yeah, That's you my are. Body. <laughs> good god it is special um all right so this story it's from a guy named pat paul buchanan very different from pat buchanan uh well who you knows? just want to say pat buchanan pat buchanan <laughs> you just I, I know you in your night i can imagine any the, the girls you date hearing you all night just going like Oh, Pat Buchanan. <laughs> Silent majority. Silent oh. majority. Yeah. <laughs> they know it. All those girls I'm dating, a.k.a. bags of popcorn that I'm eating. Oh, All you right. saw one girl. What? <laughs> I haven't seen a girl in years. All right. So this is a story by Paul Buchanan. This is a heartwarming one. That's why we gave it to you. Okay. I had a cat, Bartleby. Bart for short. That was uh, that I was very attached to. I'd rescued him from an abusive owner. He had fleas, matted fur, terrible teeth. One of his fangs was broken. 
So the pair of us were basically inseparable. I don't know why that would make him a because he's a little freaky cat. <laughs> But anyway, that's sweet, so he loved this cat. So the pair of us were basically inseparable. Five years back, his health went into free fall. I did everything I could, moved heaven and earth, but in the end, it was kinder to let him be put to sleep. I was a horrible mess since I'd basically lost my best friend. People around me keep saying, you should get another cat. You're the kind of person who needs something to look after. But I was adamant. I wasn't ready to get another pet. Thing is, whenever I said this, stuff would happen around the house. I'd hear his footsteps running in the hall, see movement out of the corner of my eye. He had little toys that would light up and flash whenever they were knocked about, and I'd find them randomly blinking. A couple of times I'd feel something brush against my arm when I was sitting down, like he was, like he used to say hi. I, <clears throat> a couple of times I'd feel something brush against my arm when I was sitting down, like he used to say when... What the hell is this? A couple of times I'd feel something brush against my arm when I was sitting down like he used to like he used to to say hi. Yes, it's it's I I'd feel something brush against my arm when I was sitting down like he used to to, to say, say hi. hi. Okay, yeah. but we're missing a comma there. That is true. That's my fault. That's so That's my an fault. acting. That's an acting. That's so acting. Act, acting. <laughs> I didn't get that Sasquatch role. <laughs> I want to make that, that clear so again. Weird, that Sasquatch thing you auditioned for two months ago? Yeah, they haven't called me yet, so. <laughs> There's still a chance. Well, I'm still cream, uh, screaming into the full moons whenever I see them. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, that's how you get acting rules, right? Anyway, so this guy's cat's dead so far. He's sad. Uh, and uh, uh, there's things moving around his apartment every time uh, he thinks about the cat. Right. Eventually, I got a new pair of kittens, Tail and Chester. And the weirdness stopped. It's hard not to think that, yeah... This was my old cat checking up on me, and that once he saw I would be okay, he went on to wherever. But any religious types who say animals don't have souls or whatever, bullshit. Animals have more humanity and soul to them than most humans I know. So then he took kind of a hard turn there for the negative. <laughs> exactly. He definitely yeah. doubled down on that and became a very sad. That Then the story became more sad. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, rest in peace, uh... To Bartleby, the cat. Yeah. It, I can just imagine you being a doctor telling a family <laughs> that, like, the mom has cancer. Like, in that same tone, with that same tone, where you would just, you would just be like, well, you know, uh, would you believe it? it just seems like, oh, uh, who, who, hot under, hot under the collar. Mm. <laughs> well, it's better than, a little bit of the cancer. Yeah, better than saying her throat turned to shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would say if I was a doctor and I had to give the bad news that some somebody's mother or father or child had cancer i'd say think of the worst memory of your mom <laughs> now i got some good news for you she's got cancer okay you know how your mom's a real fucking bitch remember that she's got cancer she's got cancer <laughs> softening the blow soften it i think that's really very important mm -hmm. that's really important remember your worst christmas your dad just had a heart attack so you won't have another one of those think about the positive so this next story is by William the Bill Samuel. <laughs> Big Long Bill Samuel. Is that a good nickname for Big for Long William? Big Long Big, Bill? I love it. It's just kind of Big another Long name, Bill. isn't it? <laughs> You're supposed to go with like, I don't know, like Froghorns, something like that. <laughs> no, I, w I wish my name was Henry Hard Henry Zabrowski. My uncle is the straight-laced guy. He was a math and physics teacher, but now a math tutor. And it's safe to say he's a bit of a bore. 
He will make the most interesting story seem dull and almost refuses to exaggerate the truth on anything. So he's not a liar like me? (laughs) So when he told this story, everyone in my family believed him. He won't tell many people in fear of being labeled as that guy. So I'm going to leave his name out of it. But we won't. His name is Marvin. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And give his address, please. (laughs) It is 444 Bartleby University Lane. Hmm, strange. Several years ago, he and my aunt lived in a pretty suburban area on a main road. Outside the house was a streetlight that would stay on through the night, and they had to buy blackout blinds to help them sleep. It was one of the factors that helped them make their mind up when they decided to move into the Neath Valley. One night, my uncle was in bed asleep when he said there was a glow in the room that woke him up. As they hadn't lived in the house long, it was stupidly late, and he was half asleep. He thought it must be the streetlight outside his window. He lay there and dozed for a bit, but then the realization hit him. They had moved. There was no streetlight anymore. Curious, he got out of bed. Careful not to wake my aunt and wandered downstairs. He went to the front door where the light was still shining and opened it. He stood out in his front yard and said he couldn't believe his eyes. A large cigar-shaped object was moving down the valley, emitting this large orange light. He said there was no sound that he was stumped by what it could be. He said he stood there for a while, but then things went fuzzy. When I asked him to describe fuzzy, he said it was hard to explain, but it was almost like he wasn't himself, like he was having some sort of -of out-of-body experience, yet he was aware that he was still in his body. He said he seemed to then black out after this feeling, and then he found himself now standing in his back garden in his pajamas with no recollection of how he got there, and he had a killer headache. Confused and frightened, he went back into the house, locked the back door, and then remembered he was originally standing in the front garden, so he locked that door, then went back to bed. He says he fell asleep almost instantly. When he woke up in the morning, he said that he felt it all had just been a bad dream, and he didn't really believe that what he saw was real. That was until the following day, when he was reading the paper and saw an article about a UFO spotted flying down near the Neath Valley. It's aliens. Oh my god. Or Milton Burl. <laughs> the cigar. The cigar. <laughs> also, um your poor uncle was was raped by aliens. Possibly. Um and he yeah. doesn't want to talk about that. Yeah. We're gonna already know this. We know we already know this problem by Whitley Strieber. Um they don't want to talk about it because it's that guilt of the pleasure they felt. Um, and it's very it's it's sad for him. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the aliens know what they're doing. They they're milking the people. You know, cows don't want to give it up either. <laughs> it's kind of like well, I feel yeah. like you have to make you can't just steal the cums from balls because I feel like in the end, like they're not going to be this. They're not going to be the sweetest swimmers. Yeah. Of I course. think in order to make semen, I'm not really sure. I'm not a doctor, as you can tell. But it seems like if you really want swimmers to be swimming, you should give them a little bit of a, uh, like, they should have a nice time getting them out. Right? Yeah. 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 You well, don't want to force them out. Yeah. You want to coax them out. You want to coax them out. Yeah. That's true. Or put um, sharks in the water. Chase them out. <laughs> Just kind of more of the probe approach. I was, like, almost keeping my girlfriend up last night talking about how um, there is an alien thing that is true that they talk about being in the presence of grace i think we've talked about this before about especially the tall grace that there is such a visceral animal-like reaction 
to when you see one, apparently. Whereas this idea that, like, literally you lock into sort of an arched back with your hair standing up on your body because you literally have an animal response to seeing a super predator. Like, it's like an alien, like a fucking lion cornering a rabbit that you literally are you you have you go back to like a natural animal state it's very interesting hmm. also when mm. you're on dates with me <laughs> i always just say butt up face down let's do this aliens <laughs> come and get me aliens i got a real nice landing strip for you i'm gonna put it this way if they really do make you shoot as hard as i think they make you shoot they do i'll try it once yeah, I'll try anything once. Put the general cup on me once. I'll try it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll probably, you abduct me. I'll probably be like, hey, hey, hey. Why don't we do that thing where you make me shoot ropes, huh? <laughs> you know, and they're like, we hate when they're eager. <laughs> yeah, you're going to ruin the whole thing. All right, this next story is by Claude Wilson, uh, who helped us out quite a bit with uh, the 9-11 magic episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, and helps out quite a bit on a lot of stuff. Claude Wilson, great magic guy. This is a, a nice bit of a Lovecraftian writing called The Gods of Man. Yes, yes, yes. The earliest of humanity's religions all follow a very simple pattern. They have no loving savior, no utopian afterlife for the goodly, no divinely ordained morality. Spiritual beliefs were nothing more than the interactions between masters and slaves on a far greater scale. The gods were cruel tyrants who were appeased by any means, with humans slaughtered en masse like farm animals, their hearts and blood sacrificed to creatures known by many names. Baal, Ishtar, Woden, Tlaloc, Moloch, even El, that dread idol, still feared in countless temples and churches. Take me, Tyalok! Now in this age, all priests are merely fools or thieves, the deluded or the deluders. The truth has been lost to them that over the course of thousands of years, the original role of all the earth's bishops and shamans and imams and monks was simply to stave off the wrath of those ancient things which we stumbled upon when we were still apes. We had found them in primordial, towering cities of Orchalcum, built by abominations which walked like men, the favored servants of the horrid pantheon of the gods. And so, to please those capricious lords of this world, the cruelest and most ruthless of the ape-men took it upon themselves to spill the intestines of their kin upon crude altars of stone and obsidian, these wretched rituals continued in cycles, almost eternally, offering up the energies released by the victim's death throes to the Eldritch Ones. After millennia of feasting on suffering and pain, the old gods found themselves contented for a time. Gorged on countless souls, they entered into a death-like sleep beneath the currents of the ocean and the crust of the land. The sacrifices did not end with their slumber, as the descendants of the most merciless of the ape-men, the priest-kings, continued to provide slaves and captives to appease the old one's appetites and to keep dead and dreaming. But humans are forgetful, ignorant, 
and easily imted beasts. The priest kings, already heartless by nature and corrupted by power, took the rituals of old and made them into religions to celebrate their own glory and suit their desires. Slowly, the sacrifices to the primal gods of old ended in favor of celebrations and massacres in the names of the priest kings and their mythologies. This has truly been our greatest folly, for now without fetters to keep them enwrapped in sleep, the old gods begin to rise, and they are hungry. For Auntie Anne's pretzels, <laughs> submit yourself to the nearest airport <laughs> and buy yourself a soft, delicious, <laughs> buttery yeah. Auntie Anne pretzel. Extra salt, please. <laughs> yes. I love that. If, that's all just ad copy. Yeah. I love Auntie Anne's. I was walking through Penn Station the other day smelling Auntie Anne's and then right by the bathroom and it was very confusing for my nostrils. <laughs> just the poor ad man who just yeah. wrote these things I mean, like, mm. and I will reveal the truth of the old gods but also sell the new nacho cheese filled Auntie Anne square pretzel. It's mm. easier to eat. <laughs> <laughs> I think they got ones with little hot dogs in them now, too. Oh. Mm. Uh, I'm sorry, Jerry. Uh, you know, we really appreciate all the work you've already done here. You put in long hours. You're the first one in, the last one to leave. But we cannot bring about the end times of Cthul, um with the uh, October's uh, sales thing. I mean, we, we want to do these pumpkin-flavored pretzels. We do. And we want, we're trying to get into the Halloween spirit. But the old gods are surely going to destroy all forms of reality. <laughs> oh, I'm starving. Ah, Jules. Oh, Jules. Make a wife smile today. The road to getting engaged can be long and full of memories and pitfalls and landmines. Or it can be short and thrilling, like a roller coaster on the way to the police department. But the road to finding the perfect engagement ring is a straightforward path every time. All you've got to do is head over to BlueNile.com and they're going to ship them rocks straight to your wife's new fingers. On BlueNile.com, you can create a bigger, more brilliant piece than you can imagine. At a price you won't find at a traditional jeweler, Blue Nile is the original online jeweler since 1999. That's present time to me. Their diamond price guarantee means that in most cases, they can meet or beat a competitor's price on a comparable diamond. I know when I got my wife a beautiful Blue Nile necklace, the first thing she did was, what did you do? But afterwards, she was so happy to have it and she loved it and she wore it when we went on vacation and modern did everybody come around being like where'd you get that piece you beautiful woman and i was like stop talking to my wife she's spoken for you can see it with the blue nile bling she's got on her right now get 50 dollars off your purchase of 500 or more with code last podcast at blue nile.com that's 50 dollars off with code last podcast at blue nile.com blue nile.com how many platforms do I work on? So many platforms. Can you believe it? Google Docs. Work on that.
Very complicated. Lots of different things going out. Clickety clack, right? Slack. Saying things to my employees. All my, all my, my main doldgers walking around here. It makes sure it changes cluck to the word I meant for it to say to everyone. But I try to say not curse words on Slack. What am I supposed to do about it? But Grammarly doesn't fix curse words, does it? Because Grammarly's too good for it. It's too classy. It's Grammarly is an AI writing partner that helps you get work done faster with high quality writing. Because better writing means a stronger impact. The pen is mightier than the sword. Except when the sword is in the room. 96% of Grammarly users report that Grammarly helps them craft more impactful writing and suggestions based on your audience goals and context. Can you believe it? And data privacy and security are woven into the foundation of Grammarly. It's in its goods. All right. So Grammarly's great. Use it. I use it. I love its gentle harassment of my writing style because it does help me because sometimes my thumbs are faster than my eyeballs. Don't quote me on that. Get AI writing support that works where you work. Sign up and download for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors. It's a waste. Don't waste hours on apps. Besides appetizers, that's the kind of apps I like. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Did you know that empanada is already Spanish? I didn't. Thanks, Babbel. Did you know that burrito is already Spanish? Wow. I just got to learn all the rest. And eventually, I'm going to be eating downtown Mexico. Thanks, Babbel. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash left. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash left, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash L-E-F-T. Rules and restrictions may apply. Um, <laughs> that's all I know. All right. So this one is uh, for me to read. It's called Rabbit Man by Daniel, and it's really one of the best best so far. One night I saw a big-ass rabbit that looked like a man. Man's body rabbit head. Donnie Darko style, except white head and paws. Shit was scary. Also, I shot a Bigfoot with a BB gun once. It might have been a bear. Thanks for the story, man. (laughs) Boom. That's the best one yet. Really good story. You want to redo it? No. One night I I saw a big-ass rabbit. I think we got it in the one. I think we did it. Um, big ass rabbit looked like a man. He also possibly shot a Bigfoot or a bear with a BB gun. Well, no, I saw a big ass rabbit look like a man. It's a man's body rabbit head. Dirty Darko style. Set white headed paws. That shit was scary. I bet. You know, because it's like Mark's <laughs> hair type thing. I don't yeah. like things with, you know, when things have like a natural rabbit head. Yeah. I think it's very creepy. A natural rabbit head? Yeah, like instead of like a creepy rabbit head, if someone has a real just sort of rabbit face, kind of yeah. like the David Lynch rabbits. Yeah, sure. oh, and, yeah, yeah. And, and also an Inland Empire and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that shit really creeps me out. Yeah, they belong on rabbits. <laughs> if you put a human head on a rabbit, that would be just as scary. Yeah. You got to keep the heads to yourself. Don't be mixing up the heads. This isn't Return to Oz. <laughs> so you have a human head on a rabbit. It's like, hey, hey, hey don't give me, don't, hey, take, don't tell anybody, right? Don't give, I love this gig. All I do is fuck all day long. Mm-hmm. Just other rabbits, though, which is weird, but yeah. you get used to the pussies. <laughs> 
Gotta close your eyes. Thanks, Bernie. (laughs) Cool. Henry? So this is by Alec Ritchie. So it started when we moved in with my stepdad. He lived in a two-story house in a middle-class neighborhood that him and his father built themselves. The paranormal activity started almost immediately after we moved in. It was the typical slamming doors and missing items, etc. Our cat became a recluse as soon as he stepped foot in the house. He would claw at the kitchen cabinets, forcing them to open and hide in the back corner. He would only leave the cabinet to eat and shit. Before moving to the house, he was your typical cat. We were a military family, so he'd been moved around a few times, but had never acted like this. His behavior never changed. He hid out in the cabinet until the day he died. Shortly after we moved in, we were hit by Hurricane Hugo. At the time, it was the most damaging hurricane ever recorded. After the storm cleared, my mom said she woke up and said started talking to my stepdad, who was sitting at the foot of the bed. She said she was talking about the storm and commented on the clothes he was wearing. She described it as a wool jacket and hat. He was an extra in a Civil War movie, and she thought maybe he'd put on the set costume for some reason. After talking to him for a bit, he didn't reply or even turn around to acknowledge her. He just looked at the back window that faced the backyard. She looked out the same window to see my stepdad removing fallen tree limbs with a chainsaw. She turned back to the figure at the foot of the bed, and he was gone. <laughs> mm, the bats are flapping again. Only the creatures of the night know the truth. The secrets of the ghosts. So did his stepfather often get up in the middle of the night to put on his Civil War costume? I mean, it could have been a sex thing, because I don't know, I haven't met many women like this, but, you know, there are probably some women that are like, mmm, nothing I love better than a hot set of nuts all wrapped up in wool. (laughs) Oh, yeah, totally. (laughs) I love the scent. (laughs) Yeah, the scent, the the sweat from the wool, the the woolly sweat creates. Yes. (laughs) Mm. All right. This next story is called The Legend of Fucky Hollow. (laughs) One night, Ichabod Combs had a throbbing boner dick and needed to drain it. So he went to the pumpkin patch to find a place to dump his goo. He found a fat-ass slut squash and pounded his cock through the side. He kept screaming, You like the way I fuck you, whore gourd mouth? A guy saw him. Someone bought the pumpkin he blasted his fucking load into and made a pie with it. It was salty, and the guy got mad. And the other guy told him he saw Ichabod jizz in the pumpkin one time. The mad guy found Ichabod and cut off his dick. So if you're ever eating a pumpkin pie and it's salty, you should go to the nearest covered bridge. There you will see Ichabod with a flaming pumpkin where his cock should be. <laughs> Thank you for the story. It's like the legend of Fucky Hollow has to be made. That's the only story so far that I could see being also a big time series on television. Although I think he changes Ichabod comes to Ichabod jizz there by the end. No, no, he does. No, no, no. He doesn't change it. It's he saw Ichabod jizz, jizz into the pumpkin. I see. Okay. Yeah, it becomes a verb. Ah, yes. Yeah. Mm, you know when <laughs> nouns become verbs. Your favorite type of English, Ben. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I all this is. People are really starting to get us. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, they really yeah. get what we like. It's just for me. Yeah, and found for us. And and cut off his dick for you. Big flaming pumpkin where the cock should be. I think it's mm. very nice. Is it a is it a pumpkin shaped? Is I guess that would be like a, a gourd. 
or a squash. Yeah. Well, it's, no, it's a the, pumpkin on his dick. It's a pumpkin sp- speared onto his dick. Yeah, but it says where his cock should be, implying that there's no cock there. Yeah, I think it's a like the headless horseman has a pumpkin for a head. He has a pumpkin for I, a penis. Ichabod comes, that is. You know, it, it takes a village. <laughs> it takes a village. This too shall pass. All right, Ben, take take us all home. Right. All right, so this one's from Anoe. Right? Uh, yes, uh, Anoe, Ano, it's yeah, we, whatever. Anyo. Uh, Anyo. Anyo, that's what I... Anyo. Yes. What fun stories they've been so far. All right. So this is, uh, it was during this. Okay. So this, yeah. there's no name. It's just called uh, uh, Anna. It's just his name. Well, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, it was during the summer of 1985 while Richard Ramirez was on the loose. And after getting out of work in the middle of the night, my brother realized that he had forgotten his keys. So not wanting to wake my mother, he decided to go through the window. But doing so, he made tons of noise, which got the attention of the neighbors. They called the cops, and once they got to there, they broke down the door to my mother's house and held him at gunpoint, half asleep on the couch. After they realized that he wasn't the night stalker, the cops apologized for the door. My, not the trauma. <laughs> not just the sheer trauma of being held at gunpoint, gunpoint while you're half asleep. But the door. They were very concerned. Uh, my mom and the cops had a good laugh about the whole incident, and they ended up taking my brother to jail for having weed in his pocket. <laughs> Very nice, but sorry about the door. We are going to take your son anyway. So this is the, about the scariest thing of all, which is about race inequality uh, mixed with the criminal justice system. Yeah, this one is too real. Dare I say too it? real to be too real to not be scary because that's very scary. That's mostly just a cops can just break in your house, right. and fucking arrest you just because you're being Mexican. Yep, just mm-hmm. and you had weed in your pocket, but they would have never known had they not broken into your house and held you at gunpoint. That is true. Anyo so. said that he looked at a picture of his brother from the time. Uh, he said he was much uglier than Richard Ramirez. <laughs> uh, but on the other hand, it's hard to be prettier. It is. He's a- yeah, mm-mm-mm. nothing yep. I like better. What I wish every morning when I wake up, if I would have a Richard Ramirez next to me giving me little butterfly kisses. <laughs> Ugh. Those That's cheekbones. Like no, he was sweet, hot leather. Uh, you know? Oh, God. And his mouth, his rotten teeth, mm. flicking his tongue in and out, licking the front of your lips. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, nothing like being at home. Yep. The smell of fish eggs on his breath. That's great. <laughs> Disgusting. God, weird, just sugary cums coming out of him. <laughs> sugary eight and coming all over your knees while you're sleeping. That's the worst part. Ichabod it just cums. makes me think about the deep dark dungeons. Dungeons of the crypt. You could just replace an entire studio sound. Uh, the, the people who break the celery when somebody, mm-hmm. you know, has to have their leg broken in a Van Damme movie. Mm-hmm. Foley artists. Foley artists. The bats would be my children. Oh, they're the only ones I trust in the night. We have a- need eyes to see. Oh, what's that sound? <laughs> it's chains. That's a chain noise. That's good. That's a door noise. Henry, we have a woman. She's walking down the street. She's elderly. It's raining. She steps into a puddle and falls. There's a wetness in them. Oh, it's giving me a bit of a slip-a-do. The bats will come and save me. The bats will come and carry me to say, Oh, no, they're just nipping on my breasts. Oh, there ain't no milk in there, little bats. We ain't looking for milk. We're looking for your sweet teddy blood. There's so many yeah. things that I can do, so many soundscapes that I can make for you. So please, just a, an easy fee of $1,200. Mm. I will make a soundscape for you. 
it my main works. noises are um I can make bat flapping noises. Yeah. I can make uh the sounds of toddler feet stepping on a bunch of pizza dough, <laughs> and I can make the sound of uh male breasts slapping against a male belly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that sounds actually totally wonderful. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. it's the only sounds you need. That's or it. A squid clapping its tentacles. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If they saw a really good show by the Oysters. Send an email to cavecomedyradio.com to set up your appointment today. Mm-hmm. Bravo! Oh, no. Bravo! Now we just want to. I want to go see some ocean, uh, some ocean theater. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, are, what are the Oysters planning for this year's holiday event? Hmm. Love them. They got big tongues. That's what you eat. When you're eating oysters, you're eating a shell's tongue. Huh. No, you're not eating a shell's tongue. Yeah, you you're are. eating the whole body of a thing in there that doesn't have a brain. And ooh, they a, just make you horny. It's got a brain. Um, all right. Thank you guys so much for all your submissions. They were unbelievably fun. Yeah, this is great. So, yeah, it's, uh, thank you guys so much. And next week, we're going to be uh, hearing stories from yeah. people. They're actually going to be calling in. Uh, if you guys send in something to us, we're going to be getting a hold of you in the next couple of days uh, to set up a time next week. Uh, and if anybody out there still wants to uh, submit a story, if you want some last-minute submissions, we're going to be taking them until probably Friday. Uh, CaveComedyRadio nice. at gmail.com uh, is the address to send to. Send us a very short description of uh, the story that you have to tell us, and we'll set up a time for you to uh, Skype in with us. Uh, and uh, hail Gein, everybody. Yeah, hail yourselves in this wonderful Halloween season. And remember, yeah, because we're fucking, it's just amazing to like to talk to the listeners of uh, this month, this precious, precious month, welcoming Satan back into our lives. He's the only one who listens, he's the only one you can trust. If anybody tells you to trust them, that's not Satan, they're lying. Okay, but then take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> <laughs> and also remember to uh, come up with questions to ask our resident wizards. We're going to have two wizards on the show mm-hmm. uh, in three weeks' time to um, possibly do your queries uh, and, or maybe do a spell for you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, and uh, Ragnar will teach you the good way to do chaos magic magic, and the bad way to do chaos Ooh. magic. Yes, he has good, very good examples of uh, successes and absolute disasters. All right, very exciting. Yeah, and go to cavecomedyradio.com. Uh, slash merch to buy your last podcast on the left t-shirt follow us at lp on the left uh on twitter uh marcus parks is also on twitter at marcus parks i'm at ben kissel mr henry zabrowski is at henry loves you thanks so much for supporting all the shows here that we do on ccr roundtable and sex and other human activities which has been amazing i listened to it the other day oh really your voice is milky and nice <laughs> thank you uh, oh, look at that. that's nice i won't listen to that show because if You're- i hear another single thing about jackie's vagina i will throw up and i will f- never stop throwing up. that's right well you can hear jackie talk about it on the roundtable of gentlemen as well so yeah. you really can't oh, avoid I get it, enough of that i get enough <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's yes. great. Yes, Jackie being uh, Henry's sister that yes. I do two other shows. With. And uh, yes, and Top Hat and all those uh, programs. So thank you so much. And I'm going to do a Hail Yourselves. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do a Magustalations. Oh, all right. Hail Satan. Again, ritual creates perception, creates reality. Get with the program, people. 
Get with it. Anything? Well, let's see. Is there anything else? I feel like we had um, we have check a live out Heroes show. On Thursday. You guys have mm. been awesome talk, d- d- talking about heroes on the on the on the Facebook page and on Twitter, and it means a lot to me. I'm live tweeting every episode for Heroes Reborn. If you want to ask me a dumb question that I'm forced to answer publicly, I will do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am also, if you notice, I'm trying to put some truth out there. I'm being too real for NBC. Um, they have yet to tell me to stop doing my conspiracy corner, but I want to get into some discussions. I want to get the Robbie K fans activated into thinking about conspiracy thought so Ooh. let's do this people yeah i love it and uh, i saw it was, it was uh it's at a 7.7 on imdb we, which is very good i mean that's yeah. that's like great that's solid yeah we're doing good yeah the show is doing great <laughs> show is doing great doing good. yeah and the uh live show this month if you want to yeah. join us for the october live yes. show uh it is going to be on the let me check real quick exactly when it's going to be. It's always the fourth Saturday of every single month. So this month, it is going to be on October 24th. 24th. October 24th, Creek in the Cave, 10 p.m. Uh, in Queens, New York, uh, off of the G train and off of the 7 train. If you want to come out and travel for it, eh, come on out. Start making your plans now if you want to have a nooky spooky uh, October. It's always super fun. And thanks so much for watching the live stream whenever we do it live. Those, uh, they seem to be doing very, very yeah, well. Yeah, man. We're, we're loving good. it. Yeah. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Start working on your costumes now. You don't want to be a last-minute Sally. You have to say don't be, don't be a last-minute Linda, all right? Get your shit together. What about last-minute Larry? You guys don't, get, don't be sexist. <laughs> say hail me, Henry. Hail me. Yeah, because you have to. Otherwise, then the tradition is broken and everything falls apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I keep forgetting about how a loose, tenuous line we have on reality. Here. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com. Tired of fighting your kids to make their bed? Say hello to Betty's. The unique design lets your kids make their bed with just a zip. Our patented bedding includes everything you need, a fitted sheet, top sheet, and comforter in one seamless piece that zips together. Kids love the feeling of accomplishment when they can make their bed by themselves every day. Make your mornings easier and visit Betty's.com. That's B-E-D-D-Y-S dot com. Buying a master mechanics tool set usually means high prices, higher interest rates, and who knows how many years of monthly payments. But at GearWrench, we don't believe that your tools should take years and years to pay for. So check out Mega Mod Master Sets, the master mechanics tool sets that deliver pro-quality tools, organized storage solutions, an easy-to-use lifetime warranty, and much, much more. All for thousands less than you'd expect. So don't wait. Explore the sets and check availability now. Only at GearWrench.com.